Uh, we've been on this, uh, we started this series last week, we've been looking at all Christmas, of a new way to keep you focused on the reason for the season and, and for words to encourage each other of, of how to stay focused on Jesus. And last week, as I mentioned earlier, we talked about our new greeting was have a Merry Christmas, an M-A-R-Y Christmas, not a Martha Christmas, which means spend time sitting at Jesus' feet like Mary did, rather than Martha just serving and trying to do everything and, and take care of everybody. No, spend time with Jesus this Christmas. So have, have a Merry Christmas. Have one that's focused on Him rather than just doing Christmas. Be with Jesus. Be with Jesus. And uh, this week, we are going to look at the original Christmas greeting, the original one, the very, the very first Christmas. And almost everybody in the Christmas story received the same greeting, and yet for some reason, nobody's putting this greeting on their Christmas card. And I, I don't get it, right? I don't get it. And this week, I'm not going to make you sit in suspense like we did last week and reveal it. So I'm going to reveal our, the new greeting right away at the beginning, all right? We're going to throw it right out in the open. You ready for this? New greeting is this, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. Uh, when you look at all the people in the Christmas story, four of them were greeted with this. Zechariah, who was uh, John the Baptist's dad and, and uh, kind of relatives of Jesus, so that he kind of started the whole thing. He got this greeting. Mary got this greeting. Joseph got this greeting. And the shepherds, they all got this greeting, right? But again, I've gotten a lot of Christmas cards in my life, and none of them said, do not be afraid. Uh, but I think if they there was one, it would probably look something like this. Uh, that's just how I picture that Christmas card going. Do not be afraid. What am I supposed to be afraid of? It's Christmas. But it's interesting. You know, we, kind of, we read that, we, we maybe don't think about it. Like, why was everybody being told, don't be afraid? Like, that was that was a couple months ago, that holiday, where you'd send out that, that card. Like, this is, this is Christmas. This is happy. This is a blessing. Like, Jesus came to earth, and he, everybody's being told, do not be afraid. But the thing was, it wasn't anything, like, scary or bad or evil that they were supposed, that they were maybe afraid of. But they were all afraid of good things. They were afraid that God was blessing them too much, or that too much was going on, and it was just like, these were good things that people were afraid of. So I want to look at those four stories of Zechariah, of Mary, of Joseph, and the, and the shepherds. So if you've got your Bibles, open them up to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, we're going to look at the story first of Zechariah. And so let me give you a little background. Zechariah was a priest. And uh, so he, he served a guy, he was of the tribe of Levi, those were the priests in, in Israel, and he, would, he was a priest, and so was his, his wife, was also of the same tribe, his wife's name was Elizabeth. And the Bible records that they were not young anymore. Uh, they had fewer days ahead of them than they had behind. Uh, they, they were old, all right? And the big thing about being old, we'll get to that in a second, but not only were they old, but they were faithful. They were faithful, they were obedient, they were righteous. They did everything according to the book. They, they followed the rules. They, they loved God. This was, this was a godly couple. But the biggest holdup in their life was that they had prayed for many years, but they, had never, they were never blessed with any children. I mean, they, they had prayed for a long time, but they had never been blessed with any children, and now they were kind of past the days of thinking that could even happen anymore. And it says that one day, 
Zechariah was chosen to burn incense in the holy place in the temple. And just to kind of lay it out, there was 24 divisions of, of priests at that time. And so twice a year, your division would get to serve in the temple for a week. And so it was, this time it was Zechariah's division, and it was his turn to go uh, to the temple and serve at the temple. But there was still a lot of priests in that time, so not everybody got to go to the holy place to burn incense. In fact, scholars say this was probably a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for Zechariah. I mean, this was the biggest day of his life. He gets to, he gets to go in there. He gets to, to serve in front of God. I mean, he's just like inches away from the most holy place where, where God's presence is lies. And I mean, this was, this was incredible. So in verse 11, it says this, then an angel of the Lord appeared to Zechariah, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, here's our Christmas greeting, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. And the story goes on. It's an incredible story. I encourage you to read it. Uh, but he goes on. He questions the angel. He's like, are you sure? Like, you know how old we are? And he's like, yeah, I know exactly how old you are. And, and you're gonna, your, your wife's pregnant, and here's the thing. Because you didn't believe me, you don't get to talk anymore. Wouldn't that be nice if... We could just, like, mute people. Uh, and that's, that's what the angel did that day. He's like, Zechariah, you're muted. And, and so he doesn't get to talk. And, and everybody's outside, and they're, like, waiting for Zechariah to come back. And they're like, all right, something's going on here. Like, I hope he's not dead. Hopefully he didn't touch anything he wasn't supposed to touch in there. And, uh, you know, so they're, they're, they're getting nervous. They're getting concerned. And eventually he comes out, and they realize, okay, something happened. He can't talk anymore. Things are going on. Now all of a sudden his wife is pregnant, and it gets to the day of the birth, and the wife says, you know, his name's going to be John. And everybody's like, John? Why John? You know, that's, that's, not, that's not your grandpa's name. That's not anywhere in the family line. And they looked at Zechariah, and he's, you know, trying to, eventually he writes down, John, you know, his name's going to be John, and then he can talk again. So just, it's a cool story. You should read it, Luke chapter 1. But it starts out, and it says that he was afraid. So the obvious thing that he was afraid of was there was an angel in the room. And I'm guessing that angels maybe don't look like the cartoon version of angels that we see, or, you know, the pretty little angels that we put on top of a tree. Like, I'm when you see a glowing, heavenly being in front of you, I'm thinking that's something that's a little intimidating, right? And so Zechariah, it, it said that he was startled. He was gripped with fear. But I don't think that was the only thing he was afraid of. See, I think he was also afraid that, that God had forgotten his prayer. I think he was afraid that God had forgotten his prayer. Don't be afraid. God has not forgotten your prayers. See, Zechariah... He's been praying this for a long time. Him and his wife, they, they have been praying and praying and praying, God, give us a child. God, give us a child. You know, and they probably saw everybody else in the family. They had kids and they had kids and God's blessing them and God's blessing them and nothing and nothing and year after year and, and hope was probably given up. And now all of a sudden, the angel says, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your prayer has been heard. You've been praying any prayers for a long time and you just feel like God didn't hear them. 
ever been there? You know, maybe you've been praying for, you know, your child that you raised, you, you taught them. Hey, this is, this is what it means to follow Jesus. You know, you brought them to church every Sunday and, and all that stuff, and, and now they're just gone. They're lost. They're, they're not serving God anymore. And you've been praying year after year. You've been praying, God, would you bring them back? God, would you bring them back? And it just feels like those prayers have gone forgotten. Or maybe you're praying for a spouse, your husband or your wife, and, and you just desperately want to see them come to Jesus. And, and, and year after year goes by, nothing is happening. I think Zechariah could relate to you. Or, or maybe you're praying for healing. You know, it's just something that you've had for a long time. And it's just like, I know God can heal it. But God, I keep praying that prayer and I, you don't answer it. God, why don't you listen? God, why don't you do it? I know you're powerful enough, so why isn't it happening? What's going wrong? And you start to think, God, did you forget about me? God, did you forget about me? Did you, do you not hear my prayers? And I think Zachariah was going through that same thing. God, did you forget? God, are, I, I know you're capable, but what's going on here? Why, why, why aren't you listening to me? So that's Zechariah. And, and the interesting thing on top of all this, the name Zechariah literally means God remembers. And so man, I, I wonder if he's sitting there like, is this a joke, God? You say you remember, but I haven't heard nothing. It's been silent. We haven't heard anything. But then all of a sudden one day, when he least expected it, when he thought all hope was lost, the angel comes and says, do not be afraid, Zachariah. Your prayer has been heard, and God answers that prayer. Church, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. You may have been praying that prayer for three months or 30 years, but God's not forgotten your prayers. There is still time left. God remembers. God remembers. Do not be afraid. God has not forgotten your prayer go forward just a little bit and we we see the story of Mary. Mary was Elizabeth and Zachariah's relative and you know again Zachariah and Elizabeth they had John the Baptist who was kind of like the cousin of Jesus. He was the one to prepare the way to to tell everybody the Lord is coming. Get your hearts right. Right? So now you've got Mary and and uh Mary she was engaged to Joseph. And the Bible says she was a virgin. She'd never been with Joseph. And, and, uh, and at this time in Luke chapter 1, verse 28, we see another angel appear in verse 28. It says, the angel went to Mary and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now that's a good greeting right there, right? I'll take that one. Uh, verse 29, it says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. So this is great. This is, this is good news, right? First, Mary gets this greeting, you know, greetings, you are highly favored. Like, I'm taking that one over, do not be afraid. You know, that, that one's a nice one. And what's interesting is Mary responds to it as greatly troubled. Like, I'd be greatly troubled by the do not be afraid, but she was greatly troubled by greetings, highly favored one. So I'm kind of thinking it was one of those situations, you know, like when your kids come up to you and you're like, 
oh, Dad, I just love you so much. You know, you're the best dad in the whole world, and they're buttering you up, and it's just like, okay, what do you want? So I'm wondering if Mary had that same vibe with the angel. Greetings, you are highly favored. Okay, what's next? You know, when's the other shoe going to drop here? And, and so then the, the angel goes on, do not be afraid. And she's probably thinking, well, if I'm highly favored, what do I need to be afraid of? Come on, let me have it. And the angel tells her, you're pregnant. Oh, great. And not just with anybody, but, you know, the savior of the universe, God, the most high God, that's who you're, that's who you're pregnant with. That's something to be afraid of. You know, that's, that's kind of nerve-wracking. I, I would be a little nervous at that point. Uh, but if you look at it, Mary was most likely a teenager. And not, uh, not 18, 19 teenager, more like 14, 15 teenager, according to the cultural way they, they married at that time. And, and so she's this teenager carrying the Son of God. And not only that, but she was pregnant outside of marriage. So... She's got to have everybody looking at her, like, what's, what's going on here? You, you didn't follow the rules here. You know, you, and, and everybody's going to, you know, what's Joseph going to think? How am I going to tell Joseph? How am I going to do all this? And culturally, the punishment at that time for this adultery would have been execution by stoning. You know, so all these different things are probably just like, oh, man, what do I do? What do I do? And, and that fear could have grown just the more she thought about it, the more she's figuring out... Let's just say this. Thankfully, she didn't have internet at that time, okay? Because have you ever, like, maybe you've had symptoms before, and you go on the internet, and you search your symptoms, and then you end up with more fear, not less, you know? Like, oh, my leg kind of hurts, and my arm kind of hurts. You go on there, you type it, in, it's like, oh, I think I'm dying. You know, it's just, it doesn't help. So I can only imagine if she had internet, what her search history would have been at this time. You know, maybe she's thinking... Okay, who's this angel Gabriel who came? Uh, maybe she Googled how to tell your boyfriend you're pregnant. Because that's something she would have had to do face-to-face at that time. She couldn't have just, like, texted him, guess what, I'm pregnant. You know, it didn't have that. Maybe she's searching for donkey rentals, figuring all that stuff. She's checking out Airbnbs at Bethlehem, all that, you know. Just figure She had to be a nervous wreck at that point. I mean, it, that's, that's what I would be. That's what I would be. But the angel's saying, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid when God gives you more than you can handle. Don't be afraid when God gives you more than you can handle. And Mary's got to be feeling that. It's just like, this is too much. I'm a teenager. I'm not even married yet. But now I'm carrying the Savior of the universe. And you're telling me the whole fate of the world is in my hands right now. Like, no biggie. Yeah, I got this, God. But maybe you're feeling that way today. Maybe not at that level, but maybe... Uh, like Mary, all of a sudden you've got an unexpected new family member. You know, possibly it's you're taking care of a parent or a cousin or something like that, and you've got to be the one to take care of them all of a sudden. You've got to take care of mom or dad or grandpa and grandma, and it's just changing your whole lifestyle. It's changing how you live, and you've got to adjust everything out of the blue. And it's just like, God, I can't handle this. Like, I was just barely managing before. How am I going to handle uh, another person to feed, another person to take care of and do my job on top of all this? How am I going to do that? Or maybe at work you're facing a bigger task than you ever signed up for. You're like, I signed up for a nine-to-five job, and now you're asking me to go do this and tackle this and, and lead this team. And, and, you know, you feel like at work you're being 
uh, asked like the Israelites to make bricks without straw, and it's just like so much is coming at you at once, and it's just like, God, I can't handle this. Maybe you signed up to volunteer at church or at school, and it's just like, man, I feel in over my head. I don't feel prepared. I don't feel equipped. God, what, what do you want me to do? How am I going to handle this? Some of you today, just like Mary, you need to hear this. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid when God gives you more than you can handle. You know what that means? You found favor in God's sight. If God's put a ton on your plate, it's probably because he thinks you can handle it. You, you do have the capability of it, not on your own, not on your own, but with the Holy Spirit by your side, with, with God on your side and Jesus in your heart. And it, that means you get to rely on God and get to see him do something bigger than you can do on your own. And it's not comfortable. And it, you, you might be afraid of it, but don't be afraid. God's with you. God is with you. You know, I think of something similar to Mary, in a sense, Mary and Joseph. But I think of foster families. I've had many, there's been families in the church, friends I've known, who, who signed on to be foster parents. And it's just like, at a moment's notice, they could have a child in their house that night. Or they signed up for one, and all of a sudden, they got all the brothers and sisters, and it's three or four, and it's just, all of a sudden, their lives change. And then you're dealing with all of the trust issues and different things are coming from broken homes and and and, and you're just trying to love them and and so difficult so I, I imagine that's got to be something similar to what Mary is just like all of a sudden man I've got more responsibility than I ever thought I could handle and they step out in faith but yet God God's there with us we don't have to be afraid God can use us to do more than we can do on our own so what's God put on your plate that you feel the weight and the pressure of it today Mary was a teenager facing humiliation, execution, and tasked with raising the Son of God, the Most High God, who would change the world and become the def defining moment and person in history. As you read on, it says that Mary replied to the angel, May it be to me as you said. May it be to me as you have said. In other words, she said, yes. She said, yes. And some of you today, you need to hear that. You need to respond today to God and just tell him, yes. You've been trying to make excuses. You've been trying to run away. But maybe it's just the favor of God is on your life. And rather than run away from those challenges, you just need to say, yes, God. May it be unto me as you have said. Say yes to God. The next story, Joseph's story. Flip over to Matthew chapter 1. We see his story there. And in Matthew chapter 1, uh, we find Joseph, he's engaged to Mary, and he finds out that she's pregnant. The Bible doesn't record how he did that. You know, again, that could be interesting. I don't know if Mary uh, pulled him aside and said, hey, I just want to let you know, it's totally biblical, but I'm pregnant right now. It's the Holy Spirit. I, I don't know if it was that. I don't know if it was just like she couldn't hide it anymore and Joseph found out. Uh, we don't know what it was. But now he's thinking about it and he's figuring out, how, how do I handle this situation? So the Bible says that he decided he was just going to divorce her quietly. That, that's what he had planned on doing. It's going to be good for her. You know, she won't lose the reputation. It's going to be good for me. I won't lose the reputation. It's going to be all okay. So that's, that's what he's pondering. That's what he's thinking. And in verse 20 of Matthew 1, it says this, But as Joseph considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, 
Here's our Christmas greeting. Do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So Joseph, he had, he had a lot to be afraid of. He was afraid Mary was going to be hurt. He was afraid maybe Mary cheated on him. He, he was afraid of losing his reputation, losing his standing, his social status. And now that the angel tells him, like, no, I want you to stand up for Mary, maybe he's afraid that he's got to publicly defend something that doesn't make sense. That would be difficult to be in Joseph's spot. This is my wife. No, she didn't cheat. No, we didn't do anything wrong. It's the Holy Spirit, everybody. And he, ha he has to stand up and, and defend her now. And the angel said, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Or in other words, don't be afraid to do what God tells you to do. Don't be afraid to do what God tells you to do, even if it's crazy. All right? God, God might tell you to do something crazy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. See, this one was different than Zachariah's and Mary's. Uh, Zachariah and Mary were told, don't be afraid because this is happening. Like, your wife's pregnant. Mary, you're pregnant. And you can't undo that. Like, there's no take backs on that one. And, uh, but Joseph, he was said, don't be afraid to make the right choice. He had a choice. He, he could have gone away from that conversation and just said, no, forget about it. Um, I'm going to divorce her anyways. But, but Joseph, he had, <clears throat> he had a choice. Don't be afraid to make a difficult decision. You know, last month we talked a lot about leadership. And uh, even, even right now, maybe God's still speaking to you. He's putting something on your heart of, you know, this is something big I want you to do. Maybe that's, he put your neighbors on your heart. Or a group of people that go out and, and reach and, and, and talk to and, and minister to. And it's just like burning on your heart, but you're just like, ah, I don't know if I can do that. I mean, I've got a good relationship with my neighbor now, but he might think I'm weird. He might not talk to me anymore if I tell him about Jesus or if I invite him to church. And so you're nervous about that. Or maybe you signed up to serve at a ministry event. You signed up for the, the Christmas party, and, and all of a sudden it's just like, oh, man, I, I don't know about this. I don't know if I've got the time. What are the kids going to think about it? This might be weird. I, I don't know. Or, or maybe he's put on your heart to lead a small group or lead a group of people or take somebody out to lunch, and it's just like, well, I'm not qualified. I haven't read my Bible enough. I haven't done all this. And we can, we can make these excuses or, or maybe God's put on your heart just like this number to give to missions. And it's just like you, you know it, but you know the numbers in the checkbook don't add up with the number God gave you and you're trying to, to match these things and approach it logically. Well, maybe you just need to approach it spiritually and you need to trust in God. Because if God's putting it on your heart, just like God put something crazy on Joseph's heart, to marry his wife, to marry Mary, who, you know, was just like, he had to explain all this. Don't be afraid to do something crazy for God. Don't be afraid to listen to what God calls you to do. Imagine that. He would have been like Jesus' deadbeat father or something like that, you know? It's just, it wouldn't have been good. It wouldn't have been good, but instead we, we see Joseph as taking this huge step of faith. Don't be afraid to do what God tells you to do. You're only going to regret, you're only going to live with regrets when you say no to God. You're only going to live with regrets when you say no to God. Last story, shepherd's story. Flip back over to Luke chapter 2. 
This is the last, do not be afraid. The shepherds, they were at the bottom of the totem pole in the status. Uh, they had very low status in that day. They were shepherds. They were out in the field. They, they didn't smell good. You know, they, they, they weren't invited to the, the big parties. They weren't uh, invited to, to the royal parties or anything thrown in the big city. Uh, you see, Jerusalem is only six miles away from Bethlehem. They're pretty close. And so it says these shepherds were out in the fields outside of Bethlehem. And I, and I wonder, it doesn't say it in here, but I, I just wonder, they weren't, they weren't too far from Jerusalem. Perhaps they saw, you know, King Herod's palace out there. And, and they thought, man, one day it'd be really cool if I got invited in there, if I could just step inside. But they were shepherds. They had no chance. They only dreamed of probably what it looked like on the inside. And in verse 8 in chapter 2, it says this, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, again, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths, and lying in a manger. See, the shepherds had a lot to be afraid of. They, you know, they're out on their own. They don't have shelter, maybe not uh, a dedicated food uh, or water that they knew they had to go find it. They were vulnerable from attacks from predators. They had all these things. But more than that, I think the fear that they had was they had, they had, they were afraid of being forgotten. They were afraid of being forgotten. They were afraid they wouldn't amount to anything. They were afraid that their only purpose in life would be to tend to sheep. But I'll say this this morning. Don't be afraid. God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten you. You know, I think God sees these shepherds and, you know, it's like he was telling them, I see you working hard out there. I have a greater purpose for you. I have, I have good news. A Savior has come. You may have never been invited to a royal palace before, but today you're going to welcome royalty into this world, and it's going to be on your own turf. It's going to be not in a, not in a throne room. It's not going to be on a throne, but it's going to be in a manger. It's going to be in a, in a feeding trough, and you know all about those. You spent time on those, and, and you're going to go in, and you get to welcome the king, not just the king, the king of kings. And the Lord of Lords, you get to be in his presence. I haven't forgotten you. I've got a greater purpose for you. You're not just born to be shepherds, but you're going to be my messengers, and you're going to tell everybody. You get to spread the good news, and you're forever going to go down in history as the people who told everyone about Jesus. So maybe today you feel like one of those shepherds. You feel lonely, like no one cares. You feel like you're, you're forgotten about feel like you've got no purpose. It's just like, is this it? Is this all there is to life? And maybe you, you feel like that shepherd today. The angel said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God's not forgotten you. He sees you where you are. And he's got big plans for you. So church, this morning, don't be afraid. God's got bigger plans. God's got bigger plans for you. So four things we looked at today. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God has not forgotten your prayers. Keep praying. 
Keep pressing in. Keep going after God. Even if it's been years, God's not forgotten your prayers. Don't give up. Just like Zechariah, don't give up. God can still come through. Don't be afraid when you're given more than you can handle. It's just a sign of God's favor on your life. God's going to come through in big ways in your life, but you got to say yes. Just like Mary, you got to say, may it be to me as you have told me. Be it unto me, God. I'll take it. Whatever it is you have for me, God, I want that blessing. Even if it feels like it's more blessing than I can handle. Don't be afraid when God tells you to do something big, when you've got a difficult choice in front of you. Don't be afraid to make that crazy choice if God is speaking that to you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God's not forgotten you. He hasn't abandoned you. He hasn't left you. He knows exactly where you are. And he's got big plans for you, so don't be afraid. So ultimately, we don't need to be afraid because Jesus came to earth. Jesus came down as a baby, and he was born in that stable. He was born in that manger, and it's God with us, and we get to have his presence here with us. He sent his Holy Spirit as well, and and he came, and he lived a perfect life, and he died on a cross for our sins because the wages of sin is death. We deserve to die, but Jesus didn't have to die. He, He allowed it to happen. He sacrificed himself. He took it our sins on his life and he died for us he took our place so that we can have the greatest gift of all eternal life better than anything under your Christmas tree this year we've got eternal life so would you bow your heads and close your eyes and I just want to give you an opportunity this morning if you don't know Jesus if you've never accepted that gift that this amazing gift this God with us Today can be that day. You can accept that gift. You don't have to work for it. Uh, You don't have to be perfect this morning. No one's perfect. All you need to do is is simply pray, God, I I need a Savior. I believe you died and you rose again for me. Make him the Lord of your life. So if that's you today, I want to just give you an opportunity. Would you, if you would like to, to know Jesus on that way, if you'd like to accept him as your Savior, would you just raise your hand and catch my eye? I want to give you an opportunity to respond today. anybody this morning? Anybody in the balcony? On the main level who just, man, you need Jesus. Thank you. If you raise your hand, all you need to do is just, just pray this from the heart today. Just pray this from the heart. Would everybody just pray this prayer with me? Dear Jesus, thank you for coming to earth for humbling yourself as a baby thank you for dying on the cross for my sins I want to make you the Lord of my life I want to listen to you I want to serve you forgive me of my sins cleanse me and purify me Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, if if you prayed that prayer this morning, you meant it, that's the greatest gift, greater than anything you'll ever receive in any Christmas. It's a gift of eternal life that we can have eternity in heaven with Jesus. Would you stand with me? 
And I want to close this way. Uh, some of you, you know, you, you're, you're dealing with this fear in your life. You're trying to figure out, God, what are, what are you speaking to me? And you need to spend some time uh, just at this altar. You need to keep praying those prayers. Uh, you need to just spend time in the presence of God. And, and so these altars are going to be open. Some of you, you don't need to pray about it. You know what God wants you to do. You just need to say yes. So maybe you just need to go and say yes to Jesus. Maybe it's physically saying yes, or maybe it's, it's going and saying, you know what? I, I'm going to write that check to missions, or I'm going to go tell my neighbors about Jesus, or I'm going to go sign up for this. I, I don't know what it is for you, but I believe God's speaking to you right now. So some of you, you need to, you need to spend time at the altar. Some of you, you just need to say yes today. So I want to pray for you. Uh, I want to bless you and, uh, and tell you, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. God's going to use you to do great things. Let's pray. Jesus, God, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the original Christmas greeting today. God, that you've given us such, this, this, such a big blessing. But even in this big blessing, we can have fear. We're, we're not sure if we're worthy of it. We're, we're not sure if we can handle all of it. God, we're, we're not sure if, if you're going to come through. But today, may we not be afraid to do what you called us to do. God, may we go in, in strength. May we go in confidence and boldness that you are doing something new and something big in our lives. May you help us to say yes to you. Help us to say yes and follow through today. God, thank you that you hear our prayers. Thank you that we're not forgotten. So we fall at your feet today. We love you, Lord. Give us boldness. Give us confidence today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We'll have a blessed week. Again, these altars are open. There'll be someone down here to pray with you if you need prayer this morning. Uh, but go and have a great week.